Hello and welcome to Sports View with Simon Rivacaba. I'm your host, Simon Rivacaba. It's now time for the new series, episode three of Katie Trop's Trop It Like It's Hot. We have Katie here joining us from Austin, Texas. And uh, Katie, what's going on? Oh, man. Well, uh, having a great day. I mean, the Cowboys are flying high right now. Number two seed in the NFC. Kicked the crap out of Washington last night. I sneaked out a win against you in fantasy football, so I kicked your ass there this year, and I'm killing you in the uh, in the picks. So, man, life's going great right now. Well, <laughs> all right, well, good, great for you. Hope everybody had a great weekend, great, great uh, holiday, um, and now uh, we look forward to New Year. And before that, though, we got Katie Trop. It's time to drop it like it's hot. All right. Well, today's subject, I'm uh, going to talk about a uh, another sport that we haven't really discussed, and that's going to be uh, college football. Uh, because just this past week, uh, the college football playoff announced some new uh, new protocols if a team happens to get COVID with all the uh, new COVID outbreaks that we have going on. So first, let's just uh, I'm just going to say who the uh, the teams are right now in the college football playoff we have in the semifinals number one alabama versus number four cincinnati and number two michigan versus number three georgia and so basically the new rules are and uh, i'm looking at their website right now so i'm just basically going to read verbatim what they have going on but um, let's see if one of these teams so i'm just going to use the example of let's say alabama they're the whole team they, they're unable to field a team to play against cincinnati then that unavailable team will forfeit the game and its opponent would advance to the national championship game. Um, if both teams are unavailable, so if both Alabama and, and Cincinnati can't play and they're unavailable, then the winner of the other game, Michigan versus Georgia, would be the national champion. Now, if all three and now if three teams are unavailable, so let's say Alabama, Cincinnati, and Georgia can't field teams then Michigan would just win the national championship by default. Now, if we happen to get to a national championship and one of those teams gets COVID and can't field a team, then, and they can't reschedule it till January 14th, if it can't be rescheduled past that, then they will have no contest and there will either be no winner or it will be the team who wasn't able to forfeit will be the college national champion. And I think that's absolute bullshit for many reasons. First of all, we don't do forfeits. We could easily reschedule these games, maybe not the semifinals that I, I could see where they would have an issue with that, but the actual national championship, you mean to tell me we can't reschedule that? And I get it. There's, there, there's schedules and, and stadiums may or may not be available, but they would be able to get somewhere to play the national championship. And the reason why it's so infuriating is because that's a smack in the face to everybody who's played this season. It's like, what did you play the season for just to get a forfeit? And it's just that's just so ridiculous. And it, it just goes to show that. Uh, and I mean, if you haven't noticed this over the years, then you're blind is that college sports are just a money-making machine they like to spew this crap of oh education and all that fucking bullshit it's all just making money and they're so pissed off that now the athletes are actually able to make money off their likeness which they should have been able to do the whole time it's ridiculous they they weren't able to but this just goes to show that basically the college football national champion or the college football playoff system saying 
uh, well, if we can't make money off of this game, we're just going to forfeit it and nobody's going to play the game, which is absolute bullshit. They should play the games. There should be no forfeitures. Regardless, we could easily reschedule this shit. They just wouldn't want to because they would lose a whole bunch of money if, the, if it just doesn't go down the way it's supposed to go down. So what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> oh, man, I, I got several. Uh, first of all, just starting off with the bowl games, period, it's the, the lesser bowl games, a lot of them are being canceled, have been canceled, have been uh, you know, uh, replaced. They're, they're looking for teams to replace. But then on top of that, the players, college football has gone away from what college football has been for the athletes. You know, it, it was their final stop before their pro careers. And now it's uh, it's their auditions for the pro career, meaning we have so many players now that drop out of these final games. And you would think it used to be about the pride. This is the last game that I get to play with the people that that I, I my, my brothers to my left and my right that I that I played with for four or five years. And this is the final. This is our going out party. Um uh, go, you know, go final game together. Now uh, they're going, they're meeting with these pros and, and the pros, pro doctors and specialists are telling them, you know, we have our eye on you. So if you were to get hurt in your bowl game, uh, we, then it might hurt your, your, your draft status and, and we might not pick you. So now they're opting out of the game. So then you're going on with the makeshift coaching staff. Well, Cause now coaches are, are, are moving just as much as players. You get a transfer protocol now where you get to transfer once without having a red shirt where it used to always be, if you wanted to transfer, you had to get the school's permission. And, uh, and then they would, they, they would, you know, uh, grant your wishes and you transfer and then you have to red shirt for your, now they can, they, they're free to go wherever they want um, for one time without without any penalty and uh so you you're seeing transfer border calls year in your you're out and uh and so so that that that's what's hurting the game for, first of all for me is is the players just just not not you're watching a bowl game with not the best players on the field and then but of course with the national cha- the teams alive for the national championships all those players are available um first of all then with the COVID thing i think they're making it hard oh and then name image and likeness there was a one of the bowdens uh the former uh florida state uh assistant one of bobby bowden's sons was on radio this past week saying well the name image and likeness thing it's always been there like as an unwritten rule but now it's official you know they are they were making money before but then he also points out not our players because that was you know that was illegal we didn't allow anything illegal but uh, we knew it was going on and and, uh, which which is the the big bullshit when when because every coach is going to say yeah uh, you know they were doing this already but at other programs not ours our program was clean um so but now with the name image and likeness um they're there but i think with the COVID thing i wouldn't be surprised because of the money making machine that this is they 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 test players and let's say they have enough positives or 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 positive with some with some star players you know i think they put these rules on the website and 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 make it official but i wouldn't be surprised if they covered it up and said no everybody's clean we're all good to go and we did it and and then it wouldn't be surprised years from now something that came out that, hey, actually, we have, you know, nine players from Alabama and five players from Georgia. They, you know, as it turns out, we're positive heading into the bowl game. But but the NCAA covered it up to save face exactly. and to save the money. Uh, and, so, yeah. And and that's that's what I was going to say. That's actually what I was going to say they should end up doing is just saying that they're caring. But like, because 
None of these dudes give a shit. We, we know this because it's going on in the NFL right now and in the NBA. And all of the players are complaining about it. They just want to fucking play ball. They don't give a shit about getting the sniffles. And that's what this has proven to be right now. These are a bunch of grown-ass adults who, if they want to choose to go out there and play, they should go and fucking play. And we know, especially for the college football playoff, these four teams are playing not only for a national championship, but they're they're showcasing their skills to the world. And this may be their only shot. Some of these guys are never going to get another shot. They're not going to go into the NFL. So some of them are going to go out, and this is it. And this is all they're going to get. And so it's like you're going to take that glory away from them? No. they If they just test positive, they got the sniffles, just hide it, don't <laughs> tell anybody, and just let them play the fucking games. Because, come on, we all know they're going to want to play the games. Yeah, no, and, and actually, and like the NFL is trying to come out with, oh, you know what, if you're vaccinated, we're not even going to test you, and you're only going to get one test and not a weekly test if you're not vaccinated, because that because they're they're starting to get tired of uh, these teams that come out with, uh, you know, with it, it, look, I, I know people have passed away, and people know people that have passed away, and family members, and this and that, um, but uh, for the most part, this is turning out to be uh, not unlike a, a, a flu, uh, you know, a bad exactly. flu season. But well, exactly. Like- and, that, and that's what all the, I mean, really, the majority of the players in the NFL are asymptomatic that mm-hmm. are testing positive. And it's like, like, like Baker Mayfield's a perfect example. When he tested positive, like a week ago, he was saying like, this is so ridiculous. And like, I can't even imagine being like not sick at all. And Oh my God, I got a positive test and I can't, I got to watch my team on TV lose. Like no, nobody's going to want to see that. And especially this is the, the end of the season for the college football playoff it's the end of the season so it's like who gives a shit who gets sick who gives a shit what happens if you get sick and you get the sniffles and you won the national championship who cares you won yeah and and there's these athletes you know are in such great shape and condition and which is what they're saying if you are healthy and you and you get it it, it seems to be the, you know you don't really have effects from it you know you you feel like flu-like symptoms for a few days and so that that's been the whole history about it and then the people dying about it seem to have underlying um you know health issues and all that but i just i just can't imagine i i I know they got to put out this rule and put out like what they would do and worst case scenario but uh i mean with with all these major sports i mean they're not they're it's not going to affect the olympics coming up it's not going to affect the super bowl it's not going to uh, you know later in april if it's still around or the the, the whatever variant might be hitting at that time it's not going to affect the nba uh playoffs or championships although they you know i mean they still created the bubble they found a way to make money in the nba with it uh nhl hasn't really given a crap they they've got they were the first a major sport to go forward and obviously combat sports you know dana white in the ufc he kept it going the whole time and he wanted it to not even take a break he took a short break only at espn's request but then he found a, a loophole to just just take everything to abu dhabi and uh and, and have that and then he had the apex in vegas with no crowds and all that stuff so uh but they you know they found a way to do it and 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 it's one of those things uh for society in the world it's like do we do you let your life be be put on hold you know and so like with me a little history with with the with the COVID thing when it started my parents were in isolation and then all that and I didn't see them for a couple weeks and then when it was Mother's Day of 2020 I just I drove to Tahoe I walked right in I gave my mom a hug I said you know I'm I'm tired of everybody always tells me um, how lucky I am to still have both my parents alive and everything but what was the good of that if if I can't see them can't touch them so I said fuck that I'm, I'm here I'm gonna give you a hug we're gonna celebrate Mother's Day 
and let's and, and it was funny because the whole and i was uh uh what uh, I, uh, I I worked six days a week during the shutdown, so I didn't have a break. I wasn't at home. I wasn't doing home improvement projects. Um, I didn't have any breaks. Um, I, I was working. We were essential, you know, security work and surveillance observers, all that. Those were the only two, even though I was guarding a closed down casino uh, and it was boring as hell. I was getting paid. I was making money. But then I was thinking as I'm looking around, they make everybody stay home. And it was great not to have a single car on the road sometimes driving to work and, and, and being able to ride bikes with my son around around the blocks and not, you know, no cars would pass. And then little by little you start seeing it again and, and people are getting out and about again and and then and then things get back to normal. But this whole thing, uh just period, it's, it's like uh, people allowed themselves to be shut down and, and it was like for me, like I have to be out and I was, and I went ahead and was like, Hey, there's this is the best time to be out now because nobody's, everybody's afraid. And if you're not afraid, you're doing fine. I mean, I, I never felt like, you know, it was just an airborne thing. And, uh, you know, it was just, I, I don't know. So, so uh, and, and, and then they say about how it's a world pandemic and I still, I still keep in contact with people in Korea and in Germany and overseas, you know, whether they're military or just families that I got to know when I was in these, and I, when you talk to them, they're not making a big deal out of it. They're like, I don't know. It's not, we, we have it under control and it's, you know, it's nothing, but here in America, we're being told everybody's still panicking and, and all this and, and all that. And it's just, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, it, it goes into more like a government issue and government affairs and, and the public relations of that, of what's going on. But I just think uh, they have us living in fear when, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, hasn't been such a, you know, a huge thing. And, and again, I, I know I understand and there's people that have lost uh, a parent or a sibling or a good, good friend that hear my opinion. And they say, you know, how could you still have that? And it's just, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, it goes back to 9-11 happened. And I still tell people to this day, we allowed the government because of our anger towards Muslims to pass these laws, you know, um, uh, in the name of fighting terrorism, uh, that that gave up our freedom. So when people talk about that, they have no privacy. They have we gave up our privacies uh, 20 years ago. So uh, um, it, you know, it, it, if you really want to go back to that point, that thing, you know, that oh well, they're invading our privacies and, and all this stuff. And so when when someone like Aaron Rodgers comes up and 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 is is trying to make people feel, you know, I, I'm good and all this, and then they oh my God, what a what a terrible person because he didn't he he just he lied and he he said he was a. Uh, uh, immune or, or he was, uh, the word he inoculated. Yeah. So it was like, but, um, in his mind he was, I mean, and then Joe Rogan gets the treatment he got when he got COVID and CNN calls it a horse, uh, a horse vaccine. And it clearly wasn't, there's plenty of doctors prescribing the same thing. So, um, so if you want to talk politically a little bit, then, then that's, that's kind of where I stand on it. And I, and I know people have lost people and all that, but you got to look at the big picture try to look past uh, the, the emotional part of it. You know, obviously, you know, you, you lost a loved one and everything. I, you know, I'm sorry to hear and, and every, and I've lost, I lost an uncle through, through this. And uh, there, there's a, there's several uh, people I've, I've known that, that have passed on by it, but, um, but I, I can't, I can't not look at the big picture overall and have one, you know, hit, you know, hit close to home and have that change my whole attitude towards everything because I, I know what's really going on and, and what, you know, just kind of what they're making it seem. And, it, and if you study viruses and everything like that, they're taking the wrong approach of it with uh, the herd immunity that we gain as, as a virus weakens. 
But uh, but that, exactly, and yeah. especially especially now, and that's why it's ridiculous that there's they're trying to create these stupid idiot audit protocols and saying like they should just stop testing players altogether at this point because none of them are having an issue and there is no issue. It's turning into a cold like it should, and people need to get over it. And we need to just move along. And I I need to not be seeing things like um, a college football team that worked their ass off this year is going to have to forfeit due to some people getting the sniffles, which is something we used to, we used to like say, Oh my God, the Michael Jordan flu game. Remember when he, he played sick and he won the playoffs. Yeah. That used to actually be something you would like for fear people. Yeah. It was like, Oh my God, you sneezed. I'm going to go fucking hide my yarn ball. Yeah. It was, it was, it was heroic. There, there was more, uh, like shoot, there was a case. Uh, I, Allen Iverson missed the game because he had an upset stomach, and I understood that more than like not playing with the flu because uh, uh, people were like upset stomach. I said, yeah, but remember the last time you had one and try playing basketball with it. So, like it was. So, uh, you don't want to shoot your pants on the yeah, basketball court. But people, yeah, I mean, athletes used to get revered. I mean, there, there, those days of Ronnie Lott chopping his finger off so he can get back in the game. You know, you, you'll never see athletes like that today. It's like you get revered for erring on the side of caution. Um, and, and, and the whole thing, I mean, what it's hurting, um, the, the small businesses and the family businesses that, that aren't allowed to function. I don't know. Uh, and you work in the legal field. I don't know what kind of lawsuits you might have with that people trying to regain what they lost or what, you know, what, or what their arguments are for, for something, uh, about this whole thing. But it's just, uh, to me, uh, it's, it, you know, it, I just, the bottom line is college football, the NCAA, they have to save face. They have to look like they're. They're, they care, so they're going to have something out like a like a, uh, a, a a memo out that says this is what our policy is towards this. But yeah, it, um, they start seeing about a, a bunch of positives, they're just going to stop testing and say they're testing and just go. So I think I mean you're going to see a game and and the money's not going to be lost because that's that's millions of dollars for the first of all the schools, the conference, um, and that's why I mean that I mean if, if you want to talk about the possibility of fixed games, those might be the more, uh, you, you know, the, 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 where you might have some, you know, when Oregon state was, uh, then battling to try and be maybe the last, the, the only, uh, uh, pack 10 school to, to get into this, this final, but then they lost to Utah, you, you know, Utah would have had every reason to throw the game because they, they, they're, they're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. If, if Oregon state makes the, you know, makes the championship. So, um, makes a championship playoff. Um, so you got money with the schools, even the schools that aren't involved, just the schools in the conference are making money off of this. Um, and then you got NCAA, this is their money makers. So they're, you know, because they're going to put out this, this statement and we're all going to think we're seeing something safe and, and all that. And, and, and it is, I mean, for the most part, everybody's going to hug and shake hands because, because that's the thing, whether you have it or not, whether, uh, at the same time, you're telling me what, I mean, it, it's ridiculous to go to a high school game, see them on the field, no mask, no, no. So apparently the virus knows, okay, you're, you're playing the game, but now you have to come to the bench and wear a mask because here now exactly. we're active again. And it looks, it, it's exactly. the most ridiculous thing to, to even stare at. Um, and then you got well, coaches. Too, like I've seen, um, like kids basketball games in California where they have like the masks just like under their chin as they're playing. I'm like, what, what is that? It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> what, it's, what purpose does this serve? Yeah, I, just to like say, cool, I got it on my face on the off chance. I sneeze or whatever. Like it's just, it's stupid. And ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Coach coaching youth sports and, and the rules that like boys and girls clubs and all that have. And I know they have to do because of their, their uh, government um, 
program and they want to try to you know succeed first of all the signups for like the last basketball season were, were were crazy ridiculous and i mean it was hard to field enough that we had a four-team league and so you just played the same one of the other three teams for for the six or seven eight weeks whatever and then you had the final tournament which was two games pretty much um and then you had hey, the but rule. you still played and, and you still played and didn't forfeit though. yeah yeah oh yeah and, and it was the math you have to yeah but then, uh, you know, I get when like John Gruden or other coaches, when they get crit- yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to call plays, man. So so if I'm trying to talk to a player, yeah, I'm putting the mask down because they're just staring at me like like uh, like I'm talking gibberish. But I pull my mask down and they understand the words I'm saying. They also see an expression on your face as a coach when you're serious about something as opposed to, you know, it's not a big deal because, uh, I'm you know, I'm, I'm the way I coach, even with you sports, because I hate the no keeping score, no this, no that, it's. And the kids keep scoring themselves. They know if they won or lost, and it's not it's not a, a pity party or a, or a thing. You know, if they lose, it's an opportunity. It was always an opportunity for me as a kid when you lose to learn how to how to handle a defeat and and move forward. It didn't mean you ran out there and committed a crime. Or I'm not gonna <laughs> shoot my parents because I lost a, a fourth grade basketball game and and I'm still upset about it. You know. And then when they when they when they face defeat in real life as adults and stuff, not having prepared for that emotion um the you know they that's when we're getting bad reactions so you know i, I uh, that overall is another subject for another day but at the same time it's it's just it's gotten too too out of hand where it's like okay wear a mask on the sidelines but you can be out there on the field or on the court without it because you know the, the virus knows you're playing so you're safe and then you can shake hands you can hug you can, you know everybody fist pounds and it's so with their disinfectants and, and all that stuff. Uh, it, it's just making society separate themselves from each other instead of. Yeah, actually uniting. I saw I saw an article and I actually noticed this cause I was watching the, uh, the Packers game, uh, Packers Browns game. And, uh, Aaron Andrews was interviewing Aaron Rodgers like they normally do after the, oh, and, after and then they the hug game. afterwards. Yeah. And they hug and people were like making a big deal. Cause how dare they hug? It's like, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, the, the cameras were still rolling, so you have to keep that distance, and it happens in fight interviews, too, uh, you know, the top-ranked the ESPN fights, they, they have a distance, but you see they're still rolling the cameras, and so the interviewer will put the microphone down and reach over to shake the fighter's hand, you know, and say good luck, but, but on camera, you're supposed to show... Yeah, we're we're we're, we're do using protocols, but I saw that too. They do the interview, and then the camera's still kind of the overhead camera is still rolling, and you see Aaron and and uh, and well, the two Aarons hug, and then they cut that. It's kind of like yeah, you know, it's all for show because you know you have to feel like you're safe. I mean, and and you know you had a president that would go to games. Or Vice President, remember Vice President Pence went to that Indianapolis game, and the second he saw a few people taking a knee, he left and said, because I was a disgrace. But you don't see anybody political or anything that shows up and then says, oh, I saw some touching on the sidelines, and people weren't keeping a distance and, and all that. So it's kind of like they're not outraged by it. You know, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, you, you have to show something uh, publicly, but privately, uh, you know, because I'm sure back in the locker room, everybody's just hugging, shaking hands, all the. Because nowadays with the free agency, you know, there's no rivalries really. There's no teams that actually hate other teams, um, and then so I'm sure, and you know, you have players on the other team that you used to play with on another team. I'm sure all of them are, you know, get together. You show up to a game early, about an hour or so early, and you, you'll see, you'll see both sides coming out, meeting in midfield, and talking. You know, just the coaches always talk. Players from the other sides are are there, and they're. You know they're 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 reminiscing to old stories and so so I'm sure all that's happening 
uh, off camera all the time. So, um, but you know, on, on camera, on TV, you have to show you have a mask and you're okay. You know, all this. And yeah, I bet you they throw those cameras off like a head coach that loses a game quicker than they throw their headset off. So, so uh, cause that's how I feel when I, the whole time when I would leave a store, I'm just like taking that, ripping that thing off and just whatever. And it was so funny because we're in a day and age where you walk into a store without a mask and they're so freaked out. You can go into a bank right now without a mask and they look at you like you're robbing the place, but you put a mask on and everything's okay again. Uh, so we're so ass backwards right now in society because of this. Uh, so I'm just looking forward to some great games and great championships. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the season um, and it's, you know, it, and, and it's there. You can make a case for, for just about either team. I think Cincinnati's a little over their head. Um, uh, you know, usually teams like this, the Hawaii a few years ago that, that got a big opportunity, Notre Dame a few years ago, uh, that, you know, uh, they usually get blown out. You know, the, those Boise State versus Oklahoma games are, are kind of a dime a dozen. But I think the other uh, Georgia and Michigan and, and, and Alabama are serious contenders, and it's going to be a good game um, with either one. If Georgia gets to rematch Alabama, um, you know, they're going to have payback on their mind because um, people forget the game was actually close and everything before it got out of hand. I think that uh, Georgia took some risk with their play calling, and it failed. And then that allowed uh, um, Alabama to work on a short field and get some touchdowns. So and it got it got away from Georgia as they were trying then trying to make up the ground. But um, but before that, the game was was evenly played uh, for almost a half, you know. So um, and then it was just uh, it, it got out of control. So, but I think a rematch would be a good game. And then Michigan never count them out because uh, they just seem they have this team that is bonded together. And and uh, Kate McNamara has talked about it how. You know, these are the people that have struggled with the program for the last couple of years, and now they have an opportunity at, at some glory, and then that's sort of what's what's motivating them. So, um, you know, I, it would be a shame for this story to end off of uh, something political. And, um, you know, you look for I'm looking forward to, to to three good games of the two semifinal games and then in the championship. So, um, you know, got my popcorn ready. Yep, same here. As long as Alabama doesn't win. Yeah. <laughs> That's about all I'm saying. Because, uh, you know, they've won enough. They've yeah. won enough over the years. Yeah, yeah. And to my, my Army head but, coach, Coach Green. And, and there's, my, yeah, go there's, ahead. there's good reason why they've won, though. They are a good team, well-coached team. Can't hate on them because of that. It's just I'm sick of seeing them win. Yeah. I'm sick of seeing them in the national championship. But yep. I don't think there's any way Cincinnati's going to be able to beat them. Yeah. And college coaches out there, man, uh, uh, you had uh, Nick Saban. He, he comes from the car business. His dad was a car salesman, and, and that's where he learned his sales tactics, his recruiting tactics, man. So if you all want to want somebody that's not afraid to go to a house and try to recruit a kid, uh, look me up, man. I, I'd love to be a recruiter. love to work for any program. So um, but just a little uh, side note there so because everybody says, man, you could sell anything. I say, yeah, well, I wish I was – you know, Derek Sage's dad bought a few cars for me, and Derek Sage is now going to be the offensive coordinator at the University of Nevada. Right now he's the tight ends coach at UCLA with uh, Chip Kelly. And I was like, man, well, that's a guy I got to be friends with because if he ever has a head coaching job, I'm going to lobby hard for, hey, you need a recruiter or something or recruiting uh, director or scout. Uh, just let me know whatever whatever I can do to get my foot in the door. So, But, yeah, I come from the car business. I sold cars, and um, I, I can talk – to just about anybody and bring them to your school. So if you're anybody out there looking for a recruiter, um, 
uh, or a scout or anything. Just uh, remember my name. <laughs> yeah, just a just a shameful plug, but I had to. <laughs> but uh, but you know, uh, but the thing is, yeah, Nick is a uh, Nick Saban is a um, an awesome recruiter. Uh, he, he and uh, it's almost said, uh, you know, he'll go into your house and he almost won't leave without you committing. So um, and he, you know. He, he says the right things and brings you and to my army head coach, Kevin green and my army teammate, uh, Charles lever, who's going to be inducted in 2022 to the Alabama sports hall of fame. Uh, he, he was on the, went on to be on a coaching staff of three, um, three consecutive Olympic teams. And, uh, and uh, so I plan on being there for the ceremony and, and, uh, but yeah, I know they're, they come from Alabama and, and where there's out there's, they tell me there's football and there's God. And so I know they're rooting big time for Alabama every year, just like Yankee fans um, think the Yankees should win the World Series every year. Uh, um, you know, so but yeah, no, I'm I actually I think I'm riding behind Michigan actually just as a fan, just just with uh with, same here. Uh, it's, so, I'd like to just see something different. Yeah. So and then that's really what it is. And if it's Alabama again, it's gonna say ah okay again. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, but yeah, I just look forward to as good long games. as it's not a forfeit. As long yeah. as it's oh, not yeah, a yeah, yeah. and we get some games, that's yeah. all I care well, about. Well, it's like, you know, because back they used to have the rule where you had to finish the game. So if you scored a last second touchdown, everybody would run to the locker room and they used to call them back because they still had to officially kick the extra point so that the game was officially over. So I wonder if they're gonna make them come to travel to the field and have to run one play and then it's official, they win. <laughs> but uh but um yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just I don't know. I, I if anything, there's no just scrimmage or something. I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, no, not good topic. It's it's definitely. I know I got a little political and stuff. And, and every time I've talked with, uh, about the subject on any of my episodes, I've I've gotten with a political stance on it. Um, and uh, but yeah, I I have I'm pretty opinionated on the subject. And it and I have people think I've changed my ways because I've had family members uh, die and get sick of it. And uh, I, I've always stuck with with what my thoughts are uh, running out of time here. But uh, Katie Trop, thanks for once again, dropping it like it's hot. And uh, we'll post this out there. Episode three. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Drop right, it like yeah. it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. All right. We'll see you Friday for uh, head to head. All right, man. Peace. All right.